from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Alrighty, well, what is making news this week? Well, in northern New South Wales, I mean, apart from the Blues trying for a follow-up win in the state of origin, is that Summerland have a new email addy, vk2src at gmail.com. And talking of email addresses, all WIA members, affiliated clubs and the like, can get a free WIA email. Details are on wia.org.au, our official website, where a great new innovation is about to be downloaded. Hello there, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker, and this is news for week commencing June 22, 2014. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Amateur Radio Magazine, digital edition, is coming. As foreshadowed a few months ago, our magazine will be available in digital format from the July issue. From the 26th of June, that's next week, you will be able to view or download the July 2014 edition of AR Magazine in PDF format from the WIA website. Here's how you collect your digital edition. First, you need to be registered for Memnet. Haven't done that yet? Never mind. It's easy. On the WIA website, under the four members menu, you will see right at the top, log into Memnet. This opens a page where you can register by clicking on the register link. Obvious, isn't it? This will get you a Memnet password once you have entered your WIA member number, name and call sign. You will find your member number on the address flysheet that came with your previous print editions of AR Magazine. Armed with your Memnet password, on or after the 26th of June, go to the WIA website. Look under the four members menu and select AR Magazine. Look just below the page headline for digital edition and click the link there. Once you have downloaded your July AR digital edition, you will see that it has been personalised with your name, WIA member number and date you downloaded it. That will happen for each digital edition of AR you download in future. The WIA board decided to synchronise the release date for the digital edition with the expected date that the print edition will be available in members' letterboxes in the eastern states. AR Digital Edition, another of the many growing benefits of WIA membership. How many times did I say digital edition in that item? This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. Who listens to radio? A story of training. Melbourne rail commuters travelling the city loop will soon suffer fewer drop calls when mobile coverage is switched on in the tunnel later this year. Optus, Telstra and Vodafone Hutchison Australia have announced a partnership with the Victorian Government and VicTrack to turn on 3G and 4G mobile coverage at the Flagstaff, Melbourne Central and Parliament underground stations and through the tunnels between them. To commemorate Anzac 100, a series of articles will appear in Amateur Radio magazine written by WA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV. Now here's a summary of yet another. Air Marshal Sir Richard Williams was born in South Australia in 1890 and the first pilot to graduate from the Point Cook Military Flying Course in 1914. 
During 1916, Williams commanded the number one squadron, Australian Flying Corps, in Palestine. In 1921, the RAAF was formed and he became its first chief of air staff. A little like George A. Taylor, the WIA founder and others back in 1910, Williams felt that Australia's threat was from the air rather than sea and sought a strong independent air force. Controversy continued to surround Williams and his threat theorems, but he was eventually proved right when on the 19th of February 1942, Darwin was attacked from the air. Ironically, he was in Darwin to see the devastation unfold and filmed some of it from his hotel using a home cine camera. He retired from the RAAF in 1946, then he became Australia's Director General of Civil Aviation for 10 years, coinciding with the government's two-airline policy. In 1971, Sir Richard Williams, the father of the RAAF, provided the Remembrance Day contest opening address on the 50th anniversary of the RAAF. He recalled active service with Number 1 Squadron of the Australian Flying Corps. At its very early stage, only two experienced men had been ship wireless operators. The rest expressed an interest but knew nothing about it. After being taught Morse code, they did very well. Williams described it as his first experience with amateur operators. Wireless in aircraft was limited. Aircraft sent messages by a spark transmitter to crystal receivers on the ground. Aircraft engine noise prevented messages being received in the air. Passing on the 7th of February 1980, in 2005, Sir Richard Williams' Australian Flying Corps wings were on board the Space Shuttle Discovery with Australian-born astronaut Dr Andy Thomas, Victor Kilo 5, Mike, India, Romeo. Increased EMR knowledge in our syllabus. The ACMA has amended the Amateur Radio Regulation Syllabus to expand the Demonstrated Knowledge of Electromagnetic Radiation, or EMR. Safety has been on ACMA's agenda for a considerable time, and it is seeking to minimise risk and promote safety across all its operations, including amateur radio. The process to include EMR in the existing amateur radio syllabus at all three licence levels commenced about 18 months ago. One of the outcomes of the high-power trial for advanced licence holders from ACMA in consultation with the WIA found that EMR knowledge could be increased. The teaching of prospective radio amateurs already includes the importance to keep all persons and animals a safe distance from the antennas, their orientation, the role of effective radiated power and radio wave danger with higher frequencies and power levels. The ACMA has gone further with its amended syllabus to spell out that knowledge of EMR is a condition for all classes of amateur licence and recall where to locate the ACMA document titled EMR Assessment Guide for Amateur Radio. It also wants known that the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Agency, ARPANSA, sets the standard for maximum exposure levels 100 kilohertz to 300 gigs, its principles and methods of measurement. New licence assessment papers from the WIA exam service issued to assessors from June 2014 reflect the new EMR provisions. The additional teaching time should be minor, but it will reflect knowledge of the licence requirements and community concern about radiation from transmitters. In Hams Across Australia VK2, the next ARNSW Foundation course and assessment is over the weekend of July 19 and 20. Bookings are required by email to education at arnsw.org.au. The next Trash and Treasure is on Sunday, July 27. CCARC Club Meeting June will have a lecture on Electricity in the Home by Bruce Holland, VK2ZAD. This will take place Saturday the 28th of June at 1300 hours at the CCARC Club Rooms and all are welcome. 
Waverley Club in Sydney is now able to offer scholarships valued at over $200 to enable a number of young people under 25 and not in full-time employment to obtain their first licence and be supplied with a radio at no cost. Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's very successful ORARC 2014 field day was held in the port over the Queen's birthday weekend in fine sunny weather. Fox Hunt champion Chris Williams VK2YMW and the 40th annual field day will be the June long weekend 2015. Same venue as this year, Tacking Point Surf Life Saving Hall. In VK3, North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club. Are you from the northeastern region of Victoria? Are you looking for a club in the area that will suit your needs as an amateur? The newly formed North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club may be the place for you. Come along on the 29th of June to the inaugural meeting and barbecue to hear what activities and benefits the club has to offer you. There will also be a fundraising raffle on the day with many prizes including a brand new LG 55-inch 3D television. The meeting will be held at Brenton, VK3 Charlie Mike's QDH at 102 Hogan Lane, Tangambalanga. A map to help you find the place will be on the club website www.nevarc.net.au. Feel free to register on the website, which is freely available to all amateurs and shortwave listeners. That's Sunday the 29th of June at the QTH of VK3 Charlie Mike. This is Frank, VK2HFS, Publicity Officer for the club. A further note in from VK3 is to say that all VK3 BWI broadcasts are now broadcast over VK3 RPL Portland on 146.825. That's with an offset of 91.5. And in VK4, it's the 2014 Hamfest on the Gold Coast, October 25. Well, it's not too far away, the 25th of October 2014. And the Gold Coast will be holding their annual Hamfest at the Albert Waterways Hall, the corner of Hooker Boulevard and Sunshine Boulevard, Broadbeach Waters, 4218 Queensland, Australia. Doors will be open to the public at 8.30 and the entrance fee is $7 for a single person and $10 for a family. Table holders can set up from 7am. Table bookings can be made by contacting hamfest at gcars.com.au or telephoning Bryn on 04 See you there and hope you have a great time. This is VK4GF. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. What use is an F-call? Last week I was reading a report from another amateur, a QRP station who has made it his aim to have a DX contact every day. John, November 8, Zulu Yankee Alpha, living in Charleston, West Virginia, wrote on his blog that he'd made a contact with Japan. Initially, that made me laugh, since for him that contact was noteworthy. For me, it's one of six Japanese contacts I've made while QRP. In fact, my very first QSL on HF was with Japan. Sadly, the information about what station that was is not recorded by me. After I stopped laughing, I had a look at what the implications were. 
For John, getting to the rest of the US is perhaps not trivial, but at least about as hard as it is to get across Australia for me. I then realised that for John, Japan was on the other side of the planet. For me, it was next door. I joked with John that one day I'd be reporting that I'd worked all states, in the USA, and that he'd probably already achieved that, to which he responded that he still had to work Alaska. So my learning for the week was to grok for the first time that my contact with Japan is not the same as your contact with Japan. Every station and location is different, all the time. So when you next hear someone share their latest contact, perhaps it's a great opportunity to reflect on how hard that might be for you to achieve. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Heard about Heard? On June 14th, website vk0ek.org announced information about the proposed Heard Island de-expedition. Unfortunately, in the past two months, five team members withdrew, including the team leader, citing conflicts or the desire to participate in a shorter, less challenging de-expedition. This circumstance has suddenly left the de-expedition short of a team leader and committed operators, and therefore have decided to completely reorganise the radio team. The new team leader will have the authority and responsibility for rebuilding the radio team and for managing the amateur radio operations on Heard Island. More on herd as we hear it. Sockets for soccer. Ghana has bought 50 megawatts of electricity from the Cote d'Ivoire so its citizens can watch their team play in the World Cup. These plans are put in place for consumers to watch uninterruptible football matches during the World Cup, said Ghana's Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. The nation has been suffering from a power shortage due to low water levels in the Volta River, which supplies most of Ghana's power through hydroelectric dams. The IARU honours long-time volunteer. Timothy Ellen, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel slash Golf 4 Hotel Uniform Alpha, President of the International Amateur Radio Union, has formally presented Dr David Wardlow with the IARU's inaugural Michael J. Owen Award. The presentation at the Wireless Institute of Australia's headquarters in Melbourne on Friday, June the 13th, was before a small gathering of those involved with the IARU, WIA, family and friends. Tim Ellen thanked those who organised the morning tea, later followed by a city luncheon joined by Nan Owen and daughter Jen. Tim said that the WIA remains one of the most important IARU member societies and is valued for its participation. He acknowledged the presence of IARU Region 3's President Gopal Madhavan, Victor Uniform 3 Golf Mike November, and Director Jeff Atkinson, VK3 Tango Lima, as well as Monitoring System Coordinator Peter Young, VK3 Mike Victor, and the Chairman of the Disaster Communications Committee, Jim Linton, VK3 Papa Charlie. The IARUAC appointed two radio amateurs for their dedication and work for the IARU. Sierra Peter 5 Fox Mike was presented with the award in Warsaw in May for decades of exceptional service. Now David VK3 Alpha Delta Whiskey has received the same award. His dedication over many years with the IARU is well known. 
In presenting the Michael J. Owen Award, the IARU president said he could think of no one more fitting to be presented with this award. In other IARU news, the IARU Region 3 directors have met in Brisbane. All six IARU Region 3 directors met and reviewed progress on a number of tasks identified in their last meeting in August 2013. Two items of special interest to amateur radio were considered including the possible secondary allocation near 5 MHz. Amateur radio in some of the Pacific Islands has become inactive due to the departure of expatriate operators, but the directors noted with pleasure that some are now wanting to revive activities there and offers of assistance are being developed. Two directors, Gopal, Victor Uniform 2, Golf Mike November, and Vishnu, Yankee Bravo, Zero Alpha Zulu, will represent IARU Region 3 at the next IARU Administrative Council meeting and IARU Region 1 conference in Bulgaria in September. Ofcom Amateur Radio Licence FAQ Ian, Golf 3, Zulu Hotel India, has been looking through Ofcom's frequently asked questions, and he found this rather interesting answer. In part it reads... If you have more than one personal licence, it is likely that we shall be contacting you in the near future to ask you which one you wish to keep, and we may require you to relinquish all but one of your licences. 13 centimetre band threatened in the Netherlands. It appears that Dutch radio amateurs may lose a substantial segment of the 2300 MHz band. In the Netherlands, from tomorrow, Monday, June 23, the segment between 2330 and 2400 MHz will not be used in a radius of 35 kilometres around Assen. Dutch radio amateurs outside this area may not point their antennas to Assen. This is because those frequencies are used for the Dutch TT, a preclude to a permanent ban. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Now to weird and wonderful. Pot growers' lights versus the electromagnetic spectrum. Marijuana growing operations using what are called indoor grow lights are making life miserable for hams and SWLs. That's because many of these units emit wideband interference all across the high-frequency radio spectrum. Some can even wreak havoc on the bands from 6 metres and above. Amateur Radio Newsline's Mark Abramowitz, NT3V, has more. A recent story picked up by USA Today and the Associated Press from the pages of the Colorado newspaper reports on this new source of interference for amateur radio operators. The story tracks the problems faced by Thomas Thompson, W0IVJ, of Boulder, Colorado, who discovered RF interference, which he traced to the ballast of the grow lights being used by some of his neighbors. Thompson reported his findings to the ARL and also posted a page about the problem on the web. You can find the link by going to the web version of this story at arnewsline.org. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK 4FUQ, Dateline 2014. June 21 and 22, Winter VHF UHF Field Day this weekend. The IIAUHF Championship takes place on the second full weekend of July. Saturday the 12th, 12 hours UTC and then Sunday 13, 12 hours UTC. 
The objective of this IIRU-HF championship is to contact as many other amateurs, especially IIRU member society HQ stations around the world as possible, using the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. Both single and multi-operator stations may operate the entire 24-hour period. WRTC 2014 Chase The WRTC 2014 Chase will run concurrently with the IAAU HF Championship beginning on July 12 at 12 hours Zulu. Everyone is encouraged to work the World Radio Sport Team Championship teams on as many bands and modes as possible. All contacts with the WRTC 2014 stations will be confirmed by a QSL card via the Bureau for DX stations and confirmed through the ARRL's Logbook of the World. SGARS 80 Meter Trophy Contest, July 26. Special Event Stations, DX Beacon, Peter and Net Advice. New mode trial for the Mildura Medium Wave Beacon. After being heard in all Australian states and New Zealand, identifying in CW that resulted in 95 reports, the VK3FI Beacon on 473 kHz has changed to the QRSS-3, a very slow CW mode. It will be on this weekend, go QRT Monday and Tuesday, but back on air Wednesday, June 25. All reception reports please go to vk3fi at wia.org.au. An unusual call sign is airing 19 to 22 June. Look out for VX9MOSKVA, which commemorates the 75th anniversary of the forced landing on Miskew Island of an Aleutian bomber which was attempting a non-stop flight from Moscow to New York in connection with the 1939 World's Fair. QSL manager for this weekend's special event station is V9GFD. VK3 VTH will be active stroke 7 from King Island between August the 14th to the 17th. His operation will be on 40 and 20 metres using SSB only. QSL VK3 VTH via the Bureau. VK3 ATX will be operational stroke P from Garbo Island on August 16th and 17th. Activity will be on the high frequency bands. QSL via VK3 ATX home call sign. Unfortunately, direct only. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police Amateur Radio Group in Ottawa will be operating special event station VE3 RCMP during the field day contest next weekend, June 28-29. They plan also to activate the call sign during the RAC Canada Day Contest July 1. The special event commemorates the 75th anniversary of the first RCMP owned and operated radio-to-patrol car dispatch system commissioned in 1939. Lastly, AF1G is reported operational from Andros Island on the weekends, US holidays and some contests. His activity is on 80 through 6 metres using SSB and the digital modes. QSL Logbook of the World will direct with a self-addressed stamped envelope direct only. Yet another accepting no Bureau QSLs. Awards The 4th Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award weekend may be 5 months away, but some of those into portable operation are getting ready now. Victoria's National Parks will be on the air Friday the 14th, to Sunday the 16th of November. These include the Alfred, Lind, Wilson's Promontory National Parks along with others. Just in is that Paul VK5PS will cross the border in the Cobbon on E Lower Glenelg River 
Mount Richmond and Mount Eccles National Parks in southwest Victoria. Also, that a free masterclass portable session is to be held by AR Victoria, July, for would-be portable operators. It is proving very popular and will be an enormous help in obtaining your KR award. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone. Intruding radar mysteriously disappears. Peter, VK3 Mike Victor, says our IARU monitoring system was alerted recently to a radar-like signal on the 20-metre band and gathered potential evidence of the intrusion. Suspected, but by no means confirmed, was a Southern Hemisphere source. The intrusion resulted in inquiries to the Australian Communications and Media Authority. No one has officially claimed the radar-like signal, but it quickly disappeared after its presence was questioned. It is suspected the errant transmission on 14.050 was an inadvertent mishap, resulting from a mistuning of frequency. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the southeast of South Australia and western border districts of Victoria, it's relayed on the four network two-metre repeaters of Mount Gambier, Narracourt, Kingston and Bordertown at 9am each Sunday. This is John, VK5DJ, from the South East Radio Group. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Digital and Matt Robert, VK2LK, tells us Australian, New Zealand and Hawaiian APCOP25 digital repeaters are linked via the internet. There are several repeaters located around the Sydney area that support P25. VK2LK reporting on the local VK2WI news last week told that service that P25 repeaters have been difficult to link and have required expensive telco-grade equipment or specialised microwave links to connect them together. Worldwide Special Interest Group's digital and yet another Facebook page for ham radio has emerged and this is a work by one of our F-calls, VK3FVKI. The Facebook group is called VK Amateur Radio. Special interest groups VHF and above using both digital and SSB on 78 gigs or the 4mm band in the super high frequency allocation. Alan Devlin, VK3XPD and David Smith, VK3HZ have been busy setting record distances. To show how much further the latest contact is, the record on that band VK3XPD to Russell VK3ZQB was about 32 kilometres December last year. The new records on May 15 had VK3XPD Mount William in West Victoria and VK3HZ on Melbourne's Mount Dandenong Observatory extend their efforts over two days to notch up a path, not 32 kilometres, but 139.8 kilometres. A warm, bright and sunny sky, high humidity, not really ideal for 78 gig propagation. The record contact was first on digital, WSJT slash JT65C, with minus 10 to minus 12 reports, then SSB had a 4 by one The microwave exponent Allen VK3XPD points out that it is not only setting a record SSB distance, but also the inaugural digital record on that band. That distance of 139.8 kilometres has been officially confirmed. VK3XPD has also worked David Minchin, VK5KK, on 47 and 78 gigs over a distance of 10 kilometres.
Additionally, VK3XPD has claimed VK5 records on 78 gigs with Ian Crawford, VK5ZD, that was over a distance of 114 kilometres, on both SSB and digital. The three claims of the VK5 distances are still to be officially verified, and Alan VK3XPD is expected to further talk about his exploits at Gipstech July the 12th and 13th. Now wrapping up special interest group news, it's to VK4TJF and special interest group news, CW. Hello, this is James, Victor Kilo 4 Tango Juliet Foxtrot, the CW Ops Ambassador for the Oceana region. Are you interested in learning CW? Would you like to take a CW course for two months to get your speed up to 15, 20 or 25 words per minute? Well, the CW Ops will help you with these three levels of instructions. It's interactive, fun, done over the internet with online classrooms. Other reasons to join, well, the level of CW, and if you can send 25 words per minute. Do you like rag chewing? Do you like weekly contests? There's also a yearly uh, CW Ops contest, uh, contest. Check out www.cwops.org. 73s. Well, there we be, the end of WIA News for yet another week. I'm Graham VK4BB. As we leave you, don't forget, you can read all about it on wia.org.au. Just click on the weekly news broadcast and you'll be able to see the text edition with quite a lot more detail than we have time for in the WIA audio news service. And in particular, have a good look at the social scene on there. Over the last few weeks, we've received news of many, many ham fests coming up. So, until next we meet, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.